to Father Son of 49ers Talk. I am Paul. I am Wyatt. And we are coming to you right now in the center of a hurricane. Well, it's really the beginning edge of a hurricane, and it's really just me, Wyatt's safe in Iowa, almost as far away as you can get, right? Almost. I mean, I think you get a little bit farther, but not much. Yeah, yeah you can go north just a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, no, the we got Hurricane Gordon coming through and you can hear it outside. It is literally just right here. It just hit through Mobile and it's coming this way and I see the lightning and hear the wind. So if you hear that in the background, I've already lost power once, but we figured we'd get another podcast in while we were waiting because, well, hopefully I'd, uh, I have electricity. It shouldn't be that bad. I don't think it's going to be that bad of a hurricane. But hopefully we have electricity, and uh, but if we don't, we wanted to get one out as soon as possible. That way, make we sure don't we wanna... have one in for a recap of the first four week, four yeah, first four weeks. I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, weeks injury, a trade that went on in the league in general. Yeah, that, that's it's a good recap. Been, kind of been a little bit of a busy, like boom, throw it at you type thing. Yeah, not a recap. That's a good uh, agenda of what we're going to cover today. So, like you said, we're gonna we're gonna go over the first four games of the 49ers season, and then we're gonna talk about the injury to, to Jarek McKinnon, and then Khalil Mack. We're not gonna talk about the fourth preseason game. We're not really gonna go over any of that. We have the new game. We have the actual. I mean, you did. I mean, at this point, they know what they're doing with the roster, and mm-hmm. you didn't see starters, so. Let's get started, Wyatt. Let's go into the first four games, right? So let's start talking about the... Actually, let's do this. Instead of talking about the first four games, let's talk about the injury to Jarek McKinnon. Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, First and foremost, it sucks. Like, I want to say that my expectations for the season dropped a little bit due to it. Really? Yeah. Truly... I mean, Kyle Shanahan's offense just seems like it's based around the Jarek McKinnon catching the ball from, not really based around it, but like that speedy catch the ball. He's based around that. and Yeah, he definitely wants that. I mean, he has and, that. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to have that, really, without McKinnon there. There's not going to be as much of it or as much talent there in that prospect. Yeah, so you have a point there. So what Jarek McKinnon provided to the 49ers was it really didn't matter if Jarek McKinnon was a top 10 running back in the NFL. It was the tools that Jarek McKinnon provided. It was the the versatility that he provided to the offense. When he lined up, you you didn't know. The, the opposing defenses didn't know if he was going to get the ball, run between the tackles, run in an outside zone, or if he was going to run a route as a wide receiver. Because he could do all of it. And there aren't very many running backs that can truly run routes like a wide receiver. And Jerry McKinnon was one of those. So with him not being on the, I mean, he's on the team, but him not being in the starting roster, or starting lineup anymore, you're definitely looking at a reduced offense. So as far as versatility, I, I don't know that it really hurts our offense as much as you might think in the end for production but it definitely does have an effect on what we can do day to day and the formations that you're going to see the opposing defenses would see in any given game. I feel like our offense, like formations, plays, I feel like a lot of it's based around having that versatile approach. So I feel like this late in, like this late in the preseason and 
this late, I feel like it's going to be difficult just to like be able to bounce back from that real quick. Because so you don't. Have to, you're going to have to switch things up. You're going to have to do different because you don't have that there. So you don't think that we have a versatile backfield anymore? I think we do, just not to what Kyle Shanahan is facing around. Well, I mean, you look at what he he drafted Alfred Morris. Right? I mean, that was his mm-hmm. draft pick. Yeah, Alfred Morris was his. But Alfred then, Morris, I don't see Alfred Morris as like a catching back, in my opinion. Well, he's really not. But it's not to say that he can't, but that's not really his forte, right? Mm-hmm. Just not what he's best at. But we do have Kyle Juszczyk, right? Kyle Juszczyk is a very huge. Kyle's use check. He is that versatile back. He, he is that weapon. He's that offensive weapon. He can line up. And I think that you have a point. I mean, with we do have a pretty versatile backfield. You have Alfred Morris, and he looked explosive. He really, really did. Mm-hmm. And then you have Matt Breida, who also looks good. And he he's a little bit versatile. He's not as he's not going to go out and catch the balls Jerry McKinnon would have, but he does have that that capability. But who knows? I mean, I don't know that that you're going to have Alfred Morris be the one and two, and then Matt Breida be the three, the th- third down back. I think that maybe Kyle Zuzchek is the third down back, and you're going to see it. This definitely bumps up Richie James, Dante Pettis, and um, Taylor's stock. I mean, as far as them coming out, you might see more wide receiver sets coming into third down. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, get more receivers out there because we're missing. Basically, we're missing a receiver on most of those plays. Mm-hmm. And get your get your versatile fullback that can run routes and catch balls too. Yeah, or if mm, we might have to keep use check back or someone back yeah. to help block. He's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. So, so check, yeah, use check's a very good weapon that we have. Yeah, I, I agree. A whole lot of use check, but I like wasn't just wasn't like hasn't been big news anything new with Juszczyk, so it kind of slipped my mind. But you're right. I kind of forgot about that one. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to piece together a running back core that is versatile and is able to maybe not provide the exact same formations you might see because we don't have one back that does everything McKinnon does. But combined, I think that we have a backfield and wide receiver core that's able to provide the production that we might have got with McKinnon. I agree. I do agree. Okay. Nice. So then with the, we talked in our last podcast about the trade for Khalil Mack. What do you think about that? Do you think that we should have, should have uh, got him actually pursued him harder? So I kind of set you up for that. I don't want to set you up too much. So we actually did. I don't know if you heard, we actually did pursue Khalil Mack. I know. We were, I, 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 I did hear that. Yeah. That we were in the running too. Yeah. We were in the running for Khalil Mack. I feel like we should have went and did almost everything we could have to get Cleo Mack. Yeah, that was, I think. I think. I honestly think, with everyone we else, all the other talent we have on D line, I feel like Cleo Mack. He would have one hundred percent. That RO line would have went from meh to boom. Well, I disagree that our defensive line is meh. We are an intimidating defensive line. We have a really talented defensive line. The only thing we're really missing is that edge rusher. Yeah, you've got a point. That's why I'm saying all like we have these stars at D line, but we don't have we don't have all the puzzle pieces there. Yeah, we're missing the edge rusher, which is what yeah. Cleo Mack could have 
That's what he could yeah, provide. That's what, that's what he could have provided, not just a edge rusher. He would have basically been he's the edge rusher. Yeah, I mean he's a generational talent. He definitely I think he's worth two first round picks. And it sounds like the Niners, that's a that's what they weren't willing to to give up. They're willing to give up a first round pick and some extra, but they weren't willing to do the two first round rounds. And it kind of makes sense if you think about it. That that's then what the Niners are saying with that is that we're not one player away. This team isn't one player away from being a Super Bowl contender. That's what they said. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they actually said in an interview, but that's what their actions say. Like, that's what, what they did made, like, made you be able to put two and two together. Yeah. We're not one player away. We definitely have a little bit more to go. It would have been awesome to have had them. Now, it, everybody says that next year is a really deep defensive line draft and there's going to be a lot of pass rushers out there available. So that could have been a consideration. Yeah, definitely could have. Okay, so we, we do agree that it would have been awesome to have Clay Mack, and I think it really would have changed the the defense in and of itself. We just would have been a lot more potent, and it really would have made you know our, our defensive linemen come out and really kind of shine. But we didn't get them, and we're moving on. And good for good for the Bears. So good trade. I think that the Raiders took a lot of heat over it, and maybe they should have. Uh, maybe it isn't as bad as it as they say. I don't. I don't really know. Time is going to tell. I will say this from a organizational kind of environment standpoint: you have John Gruden coming in, and he's. It, it felt like a power struggle to me. It, it really did. You hold out on me, and see what happens. I'm, I'll cut you. And that's what it feels like. You have Cleo Mack. I mean, what does that tell the rest of the team? You come out and you perform like a once-in-a-lifetime generational-type talent, and we're not going to pay you. We're going to trade you. Oh, yep, keep on trying. We we can only pay one person elite money. So none of you, you better not be elite because we're not going to pay you. Yeah, or or be elite and be willing to get paid not elite. Yeah, be, yeah, be elite or be willing not to get paid elite money. Or we'll trade you and you can get paid elite money by somebody else. Oh, but this isn't a Raiders podcast, so we can move on from that. But let's go over the first four games. So I believe I read that Bill Belichick, and I, I actually kind of see it this way as well. Bill Belichick believes that the actual season doesn't start till week five, that the first four games are really more kind of a feeling out and learning how the other teams and then once that fifth week comes that's when that's really when you know who is who and who the contenders are so instead of giving a full season projection we're going to go through the first four games but we're going to talk we're going to talk about them and see how we think we're going to come out of these first four games so why we're going to talk about the very first game of course is sunday right it's sunday at 1 p.m eastern standard time or eastern time and we are playing at the vikings what do you think? Are we going to win that game? Mm, I don't know. The Vikings have established themselves as a powerful team. Like, that team is powerful. So, I can get into reasoning. I'm going to let you answer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer, then let you answer, then I'll get into my reasoning. Okay. Just, just so I can hear your opinion as well. I'm My answer is we lose the game. I yeah, don't that's your answer. Out. So when I look at the game, uh, when I look at the at the schedule right now, I'm looking at it. I see Vikings 49ers. My mind tells me we're probably going to lose that game. But my heart tells me we're going to win that game. And I yeah, kind of believe heart, my heart. My, my gut heart. 
my gut tells me we're going to take that game. We're going to come in, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come out, Kyle Shanahan, and we are going to, I wouldn't say tear them apart. They're a really good defense. I I think we're going to steal that game. I do. I think we're going to steal it. See. Yeah. I mean, if I went but my heart on all these, we would we would go have a perfect season, but not the Browns type. Oh man. Okay. If I, if I went with my heart, we'd be winning Super Bowls back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Mm, okay. Not, lo- not losing a game in five years. That's what my heart wants. Mm. Okay, so tell me your reasoning why we're gonna lose. I think I just don't think we have it quite all put together yet. And I feel like the Vikings have got to the point where they kind of did what we're doing this year, last year. They put it together and they went out and performed. And we're in that process right now. Yeah, I'd say we're probably a year away from where the Vikings were last year. Yeah, you're probably right there. So I just, I think to go out when we're trying to get to where the Vikings were, we're still trying to get to where they were last year. And to speak that they already have it all put together. They're there. They have what they want. And they have what they need to be successful. I feel like it's hard to come out. We, our number one running back is injured out for the season. I feel like almost with Jarek McKinnon, I would like to say with Jarek McKinnon, we stood that chance. I don't know. I'm big on Jarek McKinnon. Like, I truly believe he makes our offense a lot better. But, um... I just I feel like it's going to be hard to go take it away from a team that has they have what they need to succeed and they have it all put together. So they have the players, but they have the players and it and they have it put together. So you want me to tell you why they may not have it as well put together as you might think, and why we might be able to steal this game from them? Yes, yeah, here they have two really big pieces that we have. They have two pieces that are missing that are brand new out of that whole offense that we have the continuity from last year. You know what those two pieces are? QB. And their offensive coordinator. Oh, I was thinking actual players' players. They lost their offensive coordinator. They did. Their offensive coordinator got hired as a head coach. And so they have a brand-new offensive system. They have a brand-new offensive system. And they have a brand new quarterback. And while they may have the pieces, they may not have a put together yet. Where Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan are two of the most dynamic coach and quarterback combinations in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so the Vikings lost their offensive coordinator, Pat Schumer, who became the head coach of the Giants. And they have a brand new quarterback with Kirk Cousins. And I think that, you know, while they have better weapons, not better weapons. I don't want to say they have better weapons because I really do believe that our weapons, that our players potentially are going to be able to perform at that level. I mean, I think our wide receivers are running back. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, know. wide receiver core, I truly believe enough in our wide receiver core to say they have the ability to beat Diggs and Thine or Dean, or however mm-hmm. you pronounce it. They have the ability to do that. But – Without McKinnon there, it's hard to say our running back core is Dalvin Cook level. And our offensive line still has a little bit of meld, melding to do and you know, building that rapport with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that we, what we do have, the advantage we have, is that we have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback that have worked together, have had an offseason 
to plan and scheme for this game and that want to make a point. They want to make a point. They want to come out and let everybody know, you know what, we may not be Super Bowl contenders, but we are serious. We're here and we're here to stay. Yeah, Vikings did that last year and Niners years to make their statement. Okay, so just for the record, you picked them losing. I do. I picked them winning. Yes. Okay, so right now you're own one and I'm one and one. The next schedule, the next game is the Lions at San Francisco. I'm going to give my opinion and I say we take a win here. Yeah, I do too. I don't even know that we really need to talk about it that much. No. They got the same thing going on. I think the Lions might be better than people expect, but I think we're going to take that game. Yeah, they got theoretic. I mean, they got Golden Tate, but outside of that, offense isn't great. Okay, so then our next game for week three is against the Chiefs at Kansas City. Okay, this is an interesting game in my opinion. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we win this game. You think that we win it? Yes. Yeah, I like that game too. I really do. I think that I think that we win that game. This game can go both ways. I, I really do feel this game. I, I think all four of these games, excluding the Lions, I really feel we're going to win that one. But the next one I think that is one of those where you really could see it going both ways. But the Chiefs, I mean, they have a new quarterback, you know, and it's new, – just... New what they want to be, number one wide receiver with Sammy Watkins. I think the Chiefs are going to struggle moving on from Alex Smith. I don't think that this is going to be a good year for them. I think they're going to have some growing pains this year. It's going to take, and it's also, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to take him a little while to get to Well, the that's the growing pains. Yeah, that's yeah. the growing pains. I think that he's he's going to have a little bit of, not a regression. I mean, he's the guy's super talented. He has an awesome arm. Yeah. Who knows what he's really going to end up being. But I think this year they're going to struggle. And I think they're going to struggle at first. They may they may get it together towards the end of the year, but I think right now we're meeting the Chiefs at the right time of year to win that game. Yes, I agree. Okay, the last game of the four, it is the 49ers at the Chargers. Uh, I'm not for sure on this game. I think gonna, we lose it. You think we lose it? Yeah, I think we lose this game. I have to go with the same answer as you. My gut and heart wants to say we win it, but just thinking of the teams and thinking of matchups and things, I think we lose it. So I'm going to go with lose. We're both say lose on this one. Yeah, we both say lose. So looking at this, I think the Chargers are a sleeper team. I, I really, and it's kind of strong to say sleeper. When you say sleeper, it's hard to be a sleeper when you have Phillip Rivers. Yeah, when you have Philip Rivers, it's hard to be a sleeper. And Melvin Gordon. And Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's a hard team to say, oh, yeah, they're going to be sleepers. But the, that. Yeah, I agree. But the Chargers are one of those teams that just underperform always. They've always underperformed. Nobody's talking about the Chargers at Cowboys all being contenders. I mean, it's hard to say 2.0. It's kind of like the Cowboys and Chargers are, you know, exhibit 1A and exhibit 1B. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Have all the talent in the world, but don't put it together. Yeah, they just fall apart at the end of the season, 
Yeah. And nobody's talking about them, but I really I, – I think they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to be one of those teams that surprise people and challenge. If, if you have a – if you're putting money on a dark horse team to take the Super Bowl, I think the Chargers is a good team to put money on. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyways. Well, the – the hurricane literally just hit it. It hit us. The eye of the hurricane just got here about three, four minutes ago. And I can hear it outside. There's a bunch of gusts and winds and stuff. Oh, we had some big news. Other big news, right? Mm-hmm. What is the other big news? I don't know. I'm half asleep. We had a training but- camp battle that was in contention for the QB position. A QB battle. Yeah. Mm hmm. For um, somebody's eighth grade football team. Oh. Okay. That's confusing. I thought you were talking about a QB battle with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was like, CJ Bethel? <laughs> no. um, sure. I guess. No, so, but we I talked about the Pussy Jay out there. Yeah, yeah. We did talk about it in the last the last session, right? The last podcast? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we, we were talking about how you were in a QB battle for your yeah, eighth grade football team. Yeah. And you won, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so you're the starting QB for your football team. I am. And when's your first game? Uh two days, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Now yeah, we're gonna try and set up a camera so I can watch it. Yeah. Yeah, if not, well, hopefully we can get something worked out this next game if we can't do it this game. So we'll we'll work with your mom and try and get it set up. I don't and uh, get it, you know, maybe mounted on something so I can watch the game. Yeah, it'd be cool. Okay, buddy. Well, good luck, and I will call you in the morning, let you know that everything's okay. But you get to sleep, and I am going to get ready and bunker down for the cert game. Alright. Love you, man.